everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the three man booth podcast i am your host hunter mcgoy joined as always by the hardest working man in all of podcasting mr adam Howell. hd how you doing buddy uh the real question is how are you doing you know with yet another uh procedure on your feet oh you know this is surgery number 17 for old adam over here nine on my feet you know i'm hanging in there I've watched, let's say, about five Royal Rumbles the last two days, so I'm feeling great. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. I ask that you give us a follow on Twitter, at 3MB Podcast. Give Adam a follow on Twitter, at Adam Howell3MB. And Adam started us up an Instagram page. Follow that, at 3MB Pod. And let's see, follow our friends at the Ohio Wrestling Alliance at Ohio Wrestling A1, uh, our friends at Unsanctioned Pro at Unsanctioned Pro, and at Indie Wrestling, uh, IW.TV, or IWTV.live. Subscribe, use the code Unsanctioned, get 20 days free. And got to give a special shout out to friend of the show, John Orlando. Uh, give him a follow at PVDMVP, uh, Paul, Victor, David, MVP. Uh, Gave us a shout on his podcast this week, so i uh, got to do the same, and, and, and thanks, John, on that. For sure. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to, Adam and I are going to recap TLC, uh, briefly touch on what I read and saw on Raw, and then we're going to do the cliche, we're going to give our wrestlers of the year, and we're going to do it by promotion so we don't leave anybody out because if we did that if we didn't do it that way oh i think <laughs> wwe would be completely left out of everything <laughs> um, but they've had ha- they have had some good stuff here and there uh, so got to give that a shout and then um, we'll give our wrestler of the decade our match of the decade and our tag team of the decade and just whatever else um I told Adam if he wants to make up something, make up something, and we'll have fun with it. Um, but, Adam, I think we're just going to jump right in and talk TLC, if that's all right with you. Go for it, man. I'm ready. Actually, wait a minute. I forgot my So Adam question. <laughs> so, Adam, um, I see that neither of us got our letter of intent with the Ohio State Buckeyes, um, so you're stuck with me, pal. Sorry. I know, man. You know, I'm waiting for the day. For Ryan Days to be like, guys, we need a fresh opinion. Go out there, find two scrubs from Kapow and Hilliard, Ohio, and make our team better. But hey, you know, maybe one day. But they are signing a shit ton of offensive linemen, so looks like our offensive lineman depth in a year or two is going to be super dope. I think we saw Justin Fields go down in that game, in the Michigan game. We're like, nope, that's not happening ever again. So yeah, so sign twenty offensive linemen out of twenty-five people class. I think we have a better chance of going to play for your boys over at South Florida, though. But, hey, different day for that. <laughs> hey, man, don't, disturb, don't disparage my school. 
All right, so now let's jump into TLC. I'm going to include the pre-show kickoff match because I thought it was pretty damn good as Umberto Carrillo defeated Andre Andrade. Still struggle with that one. Take a shot. That's yeah, all right. Um, but overall, I thought this was a great match. You know, good good pre-show match. You know, it would have been. I, I think it would have been much better served being on the main show. Um, because, you know, as we'll get into, I think, once again, the main show started off hot and then just takes a nosedive off a very, very steep cliff. That's a, You're being nice about that, buddy. But, yes, you're <laughs> <there>. <laughs> All right. Uh, the show itself, you know, I guess the, the proper pay-per-view or special event, whatever the hell they're calling them these days, uh, started off with the tag team title ladder match as the New Day retains defeating the Revival. Excellent we've, match, in my opinion. Yep. We, we've talked time and time again. You could put these two teams on a show to start, and it doesn't matter if it's a a bells and whistles match, a car crash match, a pure wrestling match, uh, the New Day, the Revival, the Usos, any combination of those teams, you put them on to start the show, and it's, and it's going to start hot. And uh, this was no exception. Do people in general like the Revival, do you think? I like them, personally. Like they're a hell of a hand. Like, do actually does the general fan like the revival or do they just hate them? It's my question. I think you know. Um, oh man, I, I don't want to use the term, but I'm going to use the term. Uh, you know, I think smart fans absolutely love the revival. Um, I think you know. I, I don't know. You know, uh, if they I were in want... Japan, would they be the hottest tag team out there right now? Probably. You know, like. <laughs> They could, well, they can actually show the strong style of stuff. Like, I've always been a fan, especially in the NXT days. Like, but people just seem to shit all over them, and it's not really fair, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> right? No, it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's like quite a few guys in the WWE. I don't think it's them. I think it's their booking. Um, right. So you know, I, I as best I can. You know, we've talked about this before. I try to focus on in-ring stuff, and in-ring the revival is legitimately probably one of the top three or four tag teams in wrestling. Um, so I, I, yeah, I mean, I think people like them. I and you know, to me, they get the prop, they get, they get the proper heat. They don't get the the cheap heat. They get true heel heat. So I, I, yeah, I think I think they're liked or, or they're hated, and they're supposed to be hated. So they're to me, they're doing their job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, I th- was I know uh, your show, the match, or your match of the show. Goodness gracious! Take another As, shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. As Alistair Black defeats Buddy Murphy, uh, I think I loved every bit of this match. Yeah, I think the highlight here was obviously Alistair Black getting his nose broke early in the match and just basically telling the referee, get away from me, and, and the referee did and just let him bleed, so that was nice. But then you just saw, you saw Murphy just kick, kick him in the face. It's like, good God, man. Like, yep, time and time again, and it was just, it. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get into it in some, you know, in, in my favorite match of the year, but this is just two guys beating the piss out of each other, yeah. and I'm there for that. And, you know, even though they're not, quote-unquote, Hoss dudes, um, this was still really, really good. And, you know, so far at this point in the show, you know, I'm going to include the kickoff. You know, they're, they're three for three on matches that you need to watch. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to feel like you wasted your time if you watch these three matches. And, you know, like, 
people, Buddy Murphy is one of those guys. He's not used very much these days, but he puts on hell of matches when he is on, especially Aleister Black. Like, you know how I feel about him. Like, these guys could main event any show of mine any day of the week, pop on the same match, if not better, each time. So, Yep, and, uh, you know, much like the Revival, I can't blame Buddy Murphy for his booking, but once he gets in the ring, he's done nothing but deliver every single solitary time. Only negative about that match is Alistair Black cannot wear green trunks anymore. Like, what has happened? Yeah, man, that, that, that threw me off, you know, Alistair Black not being in all black. And, and or I'm gray. Trying to, like, <laughs> right, and I'm trying to go back to thinking, you know, of, of his Tommy End days and progress where I became familiar with him. And I think he wore black and gray then. So this was the first time I've seen him in some sort of color. And it definitely, definitely threw me off. It's like when Finn Balor wears those blues and reds and shit. It's just kind of like, what are you doing? And stick to what you're good at. Yep. Whatever. Uh, Next up, the highlight before this match was friend of the show, Benjamin Boone, sitting at (laughs) ringside eating KFC. So at TLC, we got the OC passing a table of KFC as the Viking Raiders took on the OC in their open challenge. And the match itself, I, I liked the match until the result. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know I, I obviously it appears that they're trying to book an angle for probably Royal Rumble or something as, you know, the OC, um, you know, the Viking Raiders went to a double countout. And then on Monday Night Raw, they went, or the OC got the win. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, up until that, I thought this was a good match. Yeah, and I don't know where that feud's going to end. I'm guessing the OC with the belts, probably, the way it's going. And then you have your mania, blah, 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 blah. But uh, the match itself, it wasn't terrible. Like, I didn't hate it. But good for Boone, our boy Boone, getting some spotlight. <laughs> yep. And most importantly is that he didn't uh, take a, uh, you know, he didn't have to take a move and didn't get put to the table. That was safe for Carl Anderson. So good for him. I thought it was for sure going to be him. I 100% thought it was going to be <laughs> the guy sitting there. Yep. Um, and here is where the show just died. Yes. <laughs> uh, next up was the TLC match as Adam's favorite, King Corbin, defeated Roman Reigns. And this felt like the Royal Rumble from a few years ago where it took Yokozuna and 15 guys to put Undertaker in the casket. It took King Corbin and five other dudes to finally defeat Roman Reigns. I'll watch that shit show over this match any time of the week. Yeah. (laughs) That one was bad. And even Corbin, he looked a little lazy in this match personally. But, you know, what are we going to do about it? Um, this feud's going to keep going, too, is the problem. This feud's not going to end anytime soon. Yeah, because we've talked about it before. WWE seems to be all in on Baron Corbin being a good heel and elevator of face talent. So, yeah, here we go. It's not exactly helping Roman Reigns, though. So. <laughs> not at all. Um, it, man, we're going to, we're you know, we'll save that Roman Reigns chat for another day. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Next up was a non-title match as Bray Wyatt defeated The Miz. Uh, weird, weird match. Yeah, the highlight was the beginning, and the highlight was the post-match. Um, the match itself was just... 
I mean, good for the Miz because Miz got a whole lot of offense here. Um, but, you know, I, I I think the crowd wanted the Fiend, and when they got Bray Wyatt walking out, walking out in the sweater, I think they were just kind of, like, deflated. But well, that's, he, how they were, that's how they were promoting it, though. They were promoting it as Bray Wyatt. When right, they, and so they absolutely were. They, they do the Fiend. Right. So, and they were phoning as Bray, but I, I still think it seemed like the crowd was just deflated that it wasn't the Fiend. Right. But then once, like, he started to walk out and just was interacting with the fans, I think everybody finally bought into it and just enjoyed what face. it was. He was, like, shaking hands and taking selfies and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, you know, again, the match itself, just nothing to really talk about. I love the Dana Bryan spot. Oh, yeah, goodness. Um, So, yeah, post-match, you know, after, you know, Bray hits the sister Abigail and pins the Miz, we see the Fiend up on the Tron, you know, without saying a word, he's communicating with Bray, so Bray goes under there to get that mallet that he used in Seth Rollins' match. And and the... Which is goofy as hell, by the way. And here's the best, like, the best or worst, I guess the best worst part about it is Michael Cole's basically asking, you know, what the hell is that? Um, Michael, you called the match two months ago where he actually used that same damn thing. You know what it is. Um, And just as he's about to hit the Miz with it, um, the lights start to go out. So you're kind of wondering what's going on. And then Bray starts screaming, he's here, he's here, he's here. And turns around and eats a running knee from Daniel Bryan, who. Is this American Dragon, Daniel Bryan? I'm going to say it looked more like Brian Danielson than Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you called that. For that. talked about it privately for, or on the show. I can't remember. You called that, sir. <laughs> so props to you. No, and then and and commentary to me ruined it Like because they, they, they talked about it. They talked about everyone he's touched the, being the fiend. He, the fiend, has touched, has, you know, kind of changed. And, and, and I wish they would have left that kind of as a, you know, an unspoken thing. Let, you know, let the fans put that together and – um, you know, he, you know, he, you know, beats, um, Finn Balor and then, you know, Finn goes off to NXT and it's a heel because, you know, <laughs> yep. Comes back to, you know, the Prince debit, you know, uh, Finn Balor and then Seth Rollins obviously turns heel and Daniel Bryan, you know, goes back to the American dragon slash should Brian Danielson done, look. Should he have done the yes chant? I don't think he should have personally. I would no, have, I would not have done that if that was I was booking that. But nope, I um, I mean, obviously his look changed. We'll see. You know, his demeanor changes. You know, in a couple of nights on SmackDown. Um, but you know, for me, I I, I, I liked what I saw so far. So I, I'm definitely interested to see where they go from here. It's um, a good look for him for sure. Yes, um, I, I, I think behind the scenes that was Brie Bella saying she wants her husband to cut his hair because it just looked terrible. Um, or Daniel Bryan gets a nice payday to cut his hair. One of the two. Uh, next up was a tables match as Bobby Lashley defeats Rusev. I have literally nothing to say about this match. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> And in the main event of the show, a women's TLC match uh, for the tag team titles. The Kabuki Warriors defeated Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And Adam, I'm going to let you go first on this before I go into my things. Oh, my God. I, oh, buddy. I don't even know where to start. 
you and I in grants that started off okay, but then it just went to shit very quickly. And like I think we're gonna agree our both heel moment is why are you letting people who are concussed continue to fight and then have somebody continually punch her in the head? HD, now it's your turn. <laughs> so this this goes back to to me, you know, and I'm gonna be that guy. If Charlotte Flair had any other last name other than Flair, she would not be getting the stuff she gets. And this is a match that just showed, despite her being around for a, probably longer than I think, but I'm just going to say six years. I think that's about right, give or take. She still has no clue. The, the moment of the match where obviously things just really went downhill was when... Kyrie went for the insane elbow to Charlotte and Becky on the table. And I don't know if Charlotte was supposed to stay there or she was supposed to move, but, uh, you know, uh, Kyrie hits the table and hits Becky and just jars herself. And I think whatever happened earlier in the match just got compounded. And from that point forward, Kyrie Sane was not right. Right. And, yeah, I, I, I hate to say to her credit, but because it's no, you need to know when to say I'm hurt and you need to communicate with the officials that you're hurt. And so there's there's a whole lot of problem here. You know, it's, it's Charlotte being unsafe. It's the referees not paying attention. It's so who just gets the, who, gets, who gets the heat for that? The refs or Charlotte? To me, it's people backstage. Yeah. It's, you know, and I understand, you know, if you believe reports from Meltzer that uh, Triple H and Vince weren't at the show. So it, it was probably on Kevin Dunn, Paul Heyman, um, Pritchard, Pritchard. Right. Yeah, that's what they, that was the other one I was trying to think of to see. I mean, they're there watching. They can see that something is not right. And then the sequence that, you know, just sealed the deal for me where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck Charlotte. You know, get over yourself. You know, she she spears Kyrie, and Kyrie is so out of it that she can't sell it at all. She just drops. Yeah. And instead of Charlotte taking three seconds to think, like, okay, that was weird, she slaps her in the face. And it wasn't a, a – she didn't pull it at all. You saw Kyrie's face move. So someone who's already has head trauma, you're smacking her. And you have to continue to paint by numbers because you're told, do this, do this, do this, do this. And you can't stop to think for one fucking second that maybe something is wrong. You then go up and do your damnedest. And I guess credit to Charlotte for picking up dead weight and powerbombing her through a table, which once again, you're banging her head on the table and then on the padding on the floor. Someone needs to fucking stop the match at that point. I don't care that it's your main event. One of your competitors is hurt. You need to relay that to the referees. You need to have the referees relay that to Charlotte and say, just fucking stop. Yeah. Through the rest of the match, Charlotte continued to chase Kyrie when they did the double chair spots where, you know, Becky and, and, uh, and Charlotte were chasing around Asuka and Kyrie uh, with the chairs and, and there is a spot where you have Becky's credit, where you see Becky kind of Becky kind of roll her car yep, out of the yep, arms. Yep, there's some fan cam footage out there of Becky 
because she's a veteran, because she's been in through independence and she wasn't trained to paint by numbers, she was trained to wrestle, she recognized that something wasn't right with Kyrie, and she does her best to roll her out of harm's way, roll her under the ring, get her away from Charlotte, most importantly, because at this point, Charlotte has just lost her mind and is doing nothing but attacking Kyrie, even though Kyrie is obviously hurt. Yeah. I know, man. And so I, I'm, I'm blaming Charlotte. I'm blaming the referees. I'm blaming people backstage. It looks I'm blaming everyone. WWE. For they promote, how much they promote safety and everything else now. It's really bad. On right. The- and I'm, I'm blaming everybody but Becky Lynch, Asuka, and Kyrie for that train wreck for the last 10 minutes of the match. It, I mean, it's... <laughs> Again, not that Twitter is the be-all, end-all, but Twitter was full of people saying, holy shit, something's not right with Kyrie. Something's not right with Kyrie. And they just continued and continued and continued and continued and continued. It wasn't like it was a hidden thing. It was very obvious she wasn't right. Compared to a normal Kyrie Sane match, like, completely different, you know? Right. She. I mean, she was just, I mean, she was loopy walking around. She couldn't stand up straight. Right. Get her. Get her out of harm's way. It's okay anyway, to call audibles when it comes to people's safety, you know? Like, right. I mean, like, you know, I, I'm going to go back, you know, and perfect example of that, again, because it's a guy who was trained to wrestle, not a guy who was trained to paint by numbers. You know, I remember back to Chris Jericho when he was wrestling Neville, and Neville broke his ankle in the match, and Chris Jericho realizes, holy shit, he's hurt. Chris Jericho shoves the referee and tells him to disqualify me because he's hurt, and they... Like, that's a veteran move right there to understand something is not right. Yeah. And that, that, that to me, is a perfect example. And, and that is not Charlotte. And she's only there because of who she is. Agreed. Fuck, fuck Charlotte. That's all I can say. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm done with TLC there. And... Award show. Let's have some fun now. <laughs> no, I want to touch on one thing again for Raw real quick. Because, I, you know, I... You know, I saw it on Twitter, so it got my attention, so I tuned in when it started to happen, yeah. is they have this gauntlet match. And oh, it's, yeah. It's I the word about it. <laughs> yep, where the, where the winner is going to get to, you know, how WWE calls it a title opportunity uh, to take on Rey Mysterio for the U.S. championship. And they spend roughly an hour on this match for it to mean fuck all because Seth Rollins and AOP come down to ensure there's no winner once again the wwe treating its fans like idiots and that's all i have to say about that so yeah let's move on to our 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 year-end awards and and what we decided to do is we're going to do by promotion we're going to do a wrestler of the year a tag team of the year and a match of the year uh didn't do a one overall like i said earlier in the show uh just because I, I know for me, it would have been heavily skewed towards New Japan. Uh, you know, I, I can't speak for Adam. Oh, um, mine, mine would have been AEW and NXT, probably, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> right. So um, I'm going to get the bad stuff out of the way first. Let's just start with the WWE, if that's all right with you, Adam. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Give me your wrestler of the year. Uh, I did Daniel Bryan. Um, I just think between his heel run and 
that was some of the best stuff. And he helped get Kofi over the way he did. Kofi didn't do that by himself. Daniel Bryan was the right opponent at the right time for that. And he's put on some of the better matches over. If you could think, go back, you know, him and Ali. And was it, God, who was the other guy? I can't remember the other guy in the triple threat match. And then he had a tag team with Rowan. That's my wrestler of the year. Keep it simple. Uh, I also am going to keep it real simple. And my wrestler of the year for the WWE is Becky Lynch. Oh, there was no person in the company that me, to me, you know, if you want to keep it kayfabe, had a better year. If you want to keep it, you know, or shoot world who had, who had a better year. Um, Becky Lynch to me right now is, and rightfully so is the face of the company. Yeah. She, can, she consistently goes out there and puts on very good match after very good match after very good match. She's one of the best in-ring workers. She's one of the best out-of-the-ring promo workers. Um, to me, there's just nothing that Becky Lynch did this year that was bad. Um, yes, the, the ending of the WrestleMania main event was, was clunky. Um, it was also at like 1 a.m. in the morning, so it's not long. <laughs> that, that is also very, very true. Uh, it was a ridiculously long show, and... Um, but you know, it, you know, this goes back to the episode where we did our top five women in the WWE. Um, I can just repeat everything I said there. Just, you know, she was champion for almost the entire year, you know, since WrestleMania, she's been champion and, um, on the cover of 2k, you know, there's, you know, ESPN, everything, um, in ring, out of ring, promo wise to me, it was just Becky Lynch. And I, I, We'll put that up against anybody else in that company. Yeah, I, it's hard to disagree. I, you know, I just I didn't put two and two together there for wrestler of the year, which I should have paid more attention to. But anywho, <laughs> all right, Adam, give me your uh, tag team of the year. Oh, I don't think it's close. It's the new day. That's they like we just talked about with the revival too. You could have put the revival up there, but the new day, whoever they put, either it's the Usos or it's the Bar or it's the revival or whoever else you put in front of them they have the best tag team matches of the night it doesn't matter what combination whether it's biggie and xavier kofi and biggie it doesn't matter they hands down tag team of the year i am in 100 percent agreement with you sir uh, my tag team of the year for the wwe is also the new day uh, all the reasons you stated doesn't matter which three you put together, whether it's Xavier and Kofi, Xavier and Biggie, Kofi and Biggie, Biggie Xavier, it it doesn't matter. You know, we talked about it at the beginning of this show or when, at the beginning of our TLC, you know, recap. And like you said, it doesn't matter the Bar, the Bludgeon Brothers, the you know, the Ascension, whoever they put them in there with, the New Day generally had the best match of the show. Um, you know, month in, month out, uh, you know, they just they just clicked. And, and while Kofi was champion, uh, Xavier and Big E just delivered quality match after quality match after quality match. So, uh, I, to me, it, it, in the WWE, it's not even close. Oh, 100%. All right, Adam, give me your match of the year for the WWE. Uh, this might surprise people. Uh, my match of the year is Samoa Joe versus Andrade versus R-Truth versus Rey Mysterio at Fastlane of this year. 
Yeah, man. Um, I, that, that, I, I, I had two and that wasn't even on, that wasn't even my tube. So I, yeah, that, that definitely surprises me. Um, my match of the year and, you know, um, it, you know, it's the WWE and WWE's moments. And to me, there was no bigger moment this year um, than Kofi Kingston defeating Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35. And so that's my match of the year. Um, to me, the other one, I, you know, I, I had one that came close and that was the, the beginning of Kofi Mania that the, the elimination chamber match, uh, between Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, um, all those, you know, everybody there in that match just did amazing work that night. Um, but I just, to me, it was still just Kofi, um, beating Daniel Bryan. My match. So do you remember that match at all? The Joe Andrade, Truth Mysterio. They beat the holy piss out of each other for 25 minutes, and it was a spot fest. And that just shows how good Andrade and Truth and those guys are, but they're rarely used. So that's me saying, stick it to, stick, stick it to you, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that's going to cover uh, WWE. Uh, now we're going to go in alphabetical order. So. I'm going to hit over to AEW, and Adam, give me your Wrestler of the Year for AEW. Oh, it's Chris Jericho. 100% agreement. His character, his his one promo about the inner circle, almost like shut down TNT. So, you know, like, and his matches, we've been critical of Jericho with some things, but, like, his matches have been really good in AEW because he has the right opponents. Even with kids like Darby Allen, he's getting them over and almost had Darby Allen put him over, you know? So, Yep. Uh, as I said, I 100% agree. Um, obviously, Jericho, you know, to me, his strongest skill is, is his promos. And you, you talked about it when he introduced the inner circle and, and brought them to light and, and – you know, shut down We The People in, in two seconds, and you haven't heard it since. Um, you, you, you talk about it, you know, he's, he's been put on good matches, and, I, you know, I think, unfortunately for me, you know, because I love Adam Page, but I think Jericho's worst match was the Adam Page match where he became champion. Right. Um, I 100% agree. Uh, but since then, you know, you talked about the Darby Allin match. I, I thought the Scorpio Sky match was, you know, loads and loads of fun. And this and match think, with Jungle Boy he's got coming up is going to be even better. Yep, I think the yep exactly. So, um, and I'm curious. Well, to to kind of go off topic there, I'm curious to see how they're going to stick to that 10 minute time limit and what they can do in 10 minutes. Um, so I'm you know tonight's just you know tonight's going to be so stacked on both shows and and I I wish they were not at the same time, but they are, and that's the reason why both of them are so stacked. Right. Um, but anyhow, Adam, give me your AEW Tag Team of the Year. Uh, this is because I'm just a big fan of them, um, the Lucha Bros. And they put on the best tag team wrestling matches of each AEW show they've been on. Look at the stuff with the Bucks. Look at the stuff with SCU. And they've lost. Look at the stuff they did the six-man with Kenny and the Bucks. They continually are the best tag team pretty much in the world, in my opinion. But... I could be because I'm just a huge Pentagon mark, but who's yours, HD? Uh, the exact same. Uh, oh, I, I'm actually surprised by that. There, I mean, there was the thought 
um, just because they won the they won the tag team tournament and they and they you know uh, SAU just an SAU always goes out and puts on a quality match. Um, you know the Lucha Brothers SAU to me it was just it was neck and neck. You know neither have had a dud. Um, but you know for reasons that'll become apparent here in just a minute. Um, to me it was just it it was the Lucha Brothers year. Um, so I, I'm I'm getting the sinking feeling we're probably gonna have the same match of the year, Adam. But give me your AEW match of the year. Bucks Lucha ladder match. Um, yep. All I out. Tie. Uh, yep. I had a close tie with Moxley and Kenny, but um, no, the spots in that Young Bucks Lucha Bros match was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So. Yeah, I think we talked about it after or during our all out recap. Um, you know, how many, you know, at this point, it feels like hundreds of matches have we seen between the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks, and they continue to just do insane, bonkers, crazy-ass shit. Canadian, Canadian Destroyer off the ladder through a table is yep. probably my, if I had to pick a spot of the year, that's pretty damn close, you know? Yep. Um, I... I I, I I thought about doing a spot of the year category, and, and maybe we can chat on that later because I, I had two in my head, and and that is that was one of the two. Yeah. Um, but just I mean, uh, you know, I was going through a few things, and and I I didn't realize how many tag team matches I really liked this year. Um, but yeah, to me, the the match at all out was just. Even the singles part of it, like, well, look, what, look what it was when it was Phoenix versus, what was it? Which one was it, Matt or Nick Jackson? It was Nick. And they tore it down them just by themselves. Yes. Um, I just want to know how much money is AEW going to make when Lee, when Pentagon and Ray Phoenix break up and beat the hell out of each other for six months. That's what I'm looking forward to. Do. It's not happening yeah. anytime soon, but at some point it will. Yeah, I don't, you know, he's not going to win a whole lot of wrestler of the year awards, but Phoenix... Ray Phoenix, whatever you want to call him, is just, he's been outstanding all year long. And, um, you know, when they started AEW, they, they said, you know, we're going to make this the place to be for tag team wrestling. And, and they have. And, um, and, and that, I, we've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. But yes, that to me was match of the year. And there were some close calls. Like you said, Omega and Mox beat the shit out yeah, of Yeah, Mega Moxley um, was super close. Um, I, had other... Cody, I had Cody and Dustin up there just on a storytelling standpoint. Um, but, no, just... And I'm, I think I did the more of the Mox and Kenny because I'm such a deathmatch mark, and they had some really good spots in that match. But, yeah. hey, different day, you know. That match was bonkers, absolutely. All right, I think that'll recap our AEW awards and... Um, you know, we wanted to do something, you know, since we've, you know, we've hit a few indie shows and, and, you know, I, I talk about the uh, IWTV service has been something that I've enjoyed picking up. Um, so we wanted to give a shout out to some independent wrestlers. So Adam, give me, you know, your, let's just, we'll go this one through this one pretty quickly, but uh, give me your wrestler, your tag team and, and your match of the year for the indies. The wrestler is not going to surprise you. You ready for this? It's Nick Gage. I know. Big, <laughs> big surprise. Uh, I just, you know, that guy is a psycho, and I love him. Now that I, especially we get to see him live at the Revolver show, like that dude is just insane and wants to entertain the people, whether it's his own body 
body. And yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> so, how about you? Um, you know, if you if you follow the us on t- on Twitter, you see that for me, it's Chris Statlander. Um, oh, she like it. She's only been wrestling two years, and and you look at that, and you're like, how has she only been wrestling two years? Because if I know you're a Nick Gage fan, track down the Chris Statlander versus Nick Gage match from earlier this year, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're just gonna be like, holy shit, she's only been wrestling two years that's amazing and you know now i you know this this one may be considered borderline cheating because she's with aew um but hey for 10 months of the year um she was independent for sure and just she to me she didn't have a bad match Um, tonight will be a true test as she takes on Britt baker and you know I, i have less than complimentary things to say about Britt baker um, so if Britt Baker or Chris Statlander can make Britt Baker look good, this just proves that she is truly the independent wrestler of the year. Right. And uh, jumping into it, my tag team, I realize they're kind of signed. They are signed with Impact, but they do a lot on the on the independent scene. And I know we're both big fans. My tag team is the Rascals. No whatever oh, combination man. you want to go there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't knock that because they do. I mean, yeah, they are signed to Impact, but they all they well, do work a ton of independent shows. Yeah, star, you know, like. yep. I can't knock that. Um, I, I tried to stay away from teams that were were signed, and uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a friend of the show, Crash Jackson and Christian Cobain. Punk. I, I, they're my second. Damn it, they were second. <laughs> yeah, because just. Um, you know, and I'll just go right into it. They're they're my they're my match of the year. Uh, you know, we went to the Rockstar Pro Show on August second, and they took on the Hooligans. And match that, was insane, right? That I mean, it, I would say in person, that's probably maybe up there with the Sammy Callahan um, Rich Swan match as the best match I've seen in person this year. Um, and you know, I mean, there were there. Were, Obviously, you know, uh, a, a really, really cool independent company that's out of Worcester, Massachusetts, is Beyond Wrestling, and that's where a lot of these people that are in AEW are, are coming from. Um, and, you know, there's a few tag teams there, Violence is Forever and Bear Country, that are just also really, really good. Um, but, you know, out of, out of each Rockstar show we went to, Punks had the best match of the show each night. Um, so to me, that was just the, those were, those were the guys. Yeah. And both great guys, friends of the show and yeah, they're up there with me and I wish they'd had that damn t-shirt and three X still wait and crash, but Hey, maybe one day. Alrighty. Okay. Let's bounce over to impact. Adam, give me your impact wrestling wrestler of the year. Oh, it's Sammy Callahan again. I know he won Impact last year, and this year he's just – he never disappoints. We've seen him, what, now, twice live in the last couple months, and he's – he's the like, that company is growing, and they're growing on his back, you know, and the OVE stuff and the stuff with Tessa, the, another match with Tessa coming up, and you, you said with Rich Swan, like, 
it's not even close wrestler of the year. It's just it's him and then everybody else. Uh, I'm going to slightly disagree with you here, uh, and I'm going to continue my theme of choosing women and Tessa Blanchard. Um, Tessa Blanchard, you know, uh, it was neck and neck for me with her and Sammy Callahan. Um, and I just, um, you know, I mean, just name me a bad Tessa Blanchard match this year. You're not going to find one. Right, even her um, and Fulton put on are gonna put on good ones, you know. Right, so. and you know, I, I talked about Chris Statlander, who's been only wrestling for two years. Tessa Blanchard's only twenty four years old, and I, I think we keep forgetting that that, that she's look at look look at her jeans, man. Like, look. <laughs> I understand that you know I understand who her dad is, and, and, like, but it's just like it's one of those things where you, like you have to pause every so often and be like, holy shit, she's only twenty four years old, oh. and. And you know, is I. She's gonna end up in WWE or AEW by the by next year. Um. Uh, I. I would say AEW over WWE because their contract's up in like February or something like that. I thought it was June, but you know, it's, oh, sure. I mean, Maybe it's right. kind of irrelevant. Um, yeah. I mean, it, that that's a, to me that's a moot point. Um, you know, it's, I mean, she's done when she's done, but I mean, she's just everything that she's done has been good. And, you know, while I like Sammy and, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to touch on Sammy later in the show. Um, I just, I, I mean, forget women. She's just, she's just the best yeah. wrestler in the company. Well, watch, watch the ladder match she was in with uh, Jake and, yeah, and the, all um, those guys. Yep. Can't complain there. Nope. Um, I'm going to hop over to Tag Team of the Year, and I'll go first on this one. And, and Adam knows this because I've said it in person several times. But to me, my Impact Wrestling Tag Team of the Year is the North. 100% um, agree. I had them circled, exclamation point. <laughs> same, you know, my, all my comments about Tessa, the same thing applies to the North. Uh, they haven't had a bad match. They're fantastic heel heat. Everything about them has just been fun, fun, fun. And, and it's like old school Hill Heat, just because they're from Canada, you know. Like it's, <laughs> it's old. Very we've true. seen it. We've seen it in person now at Revolver. Like, right? They know how to draw the heat at the right times and the right. We saw them like one mm-hmm. a fatal four way tag match or elimination match. I'm sorry. Yep. And the people we we all just lit into them because they're doing their job and mm-hmm. good for Impact for getting those guys. Honestly. Yep. And they do it the, to me. They do it the right way. It's not cheap heat at all. It is. It is legitimate yeah. heel heat. Just by their in-ring actions, they don't have to say, you know, screw you, Ohio, or screw you, Detroit, whatever. They 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 get heat the right way. They didn't even like touch the mic, did they? At Revolver, when we saw them, I don't even think they did. So, nope. Props to them for that. Well, All right. Well, knowing your wrestler of the year and my wrestler of the year, Adam, what is your match of the year? It does not have my wrestler of the year in it. Oh. This is going to might make your head shake, but hey, this moved me and almost brought tears. And you were there too. Larry D versus Michael Elgin at Impact No Surrender was one of the best live matches I've ever seen. I know you were gone for part of it, but that's okay because you came back and the emotions in that match alone. And I've dissed Michael Elgin plenty of times on that show, on the show, but that match to me was incredible. And I know there's probably plenty more better pure wrestling matches 
But the story you got with Larry D at the end, Scott Demore, shake my hand, like you can't beat that on a storytelling, man. You can't beat that. We've seen Larry D plenty of times at Rockstar. Good for a local guy getting making a big, in my opinion. So that is my match of the year. I I have to say I'm 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 blown away by that, man. Um, I told you. <laughs> my match of the year uh, from Slammiversary 17 is Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. Yep. Um, kind of for the reasons you talked about with Larry D, just story-wise. I think their match at Hard to Kill is going to be better, but hey, different day. It, for that. it probably will be. <laughs> um, but th- there's, yeah. Um, the, I mean, it. this to me, um, you know, we're, we're not doing a feud of the year, but Callahan Blanchard to me has been the feud of the year and just every time in there they're in the ring together it's just uh, it's just it's the right kind of heat everyone is amped for the match everyone is amped for Tessa to get over and 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 just destroy Sammy and you know we talked about Sammy probably being one of the best heels in the business right now um, he is the heel of the business probably and uh, yeah just I like I mean to me this is just um, it it it's almost everything wrestling should be. Um, so so that to me is my impact match of the year. Can't go wrong with that. It's a safe, good pick. Yep. And then let's move on to New Japan. And this one, I you know I, I I've talked about it probably since May or June, uh, but New Japan ended up being the hardest one for me out of all these. Um, but Adam, I want to let you go first. Who is your New Japan Wrestler of the Year? Uh, I had uh, I picked Will Ospreay, just based off a match standpoint. I know you and I talked about it on our car ride to Dayton. Like the dude puts on five star after five star after five star. It doesn't matter who he's with, but keep it simple. That's my Wrestler of the Year for New Japan. Uh, I, you know, we have talked, I've talked about it again, probably since, since we've started this. Um, yeah, he is, um, like, it's, it's crazy to think, like, I, like I say, this one I spent the most time on because when I went through and, and I ranked my new Japan matches and the ones that I, I liked the most or I thought were the best. Shingo Takagi was actually in my top three, mm-hmm. but when you when you incorporate the whole year, it's like Will went into the New Japan offices and said, "Put me in everything: the New Japan Cup, Best of the Super Juniors, G One. Let me wrestle every night, everywhere. Singles matches. It didn't matter." And they listened. Yep, and and for that you know, and for that reason you know, I I have to say yes. Will Ospreay is also my wrestler of the year for New Japan, um, and it's just it's crazy to think that you know, I talked about Takagi, you know, Kazuchika Okada, who is you know the best wrestler on the planet right now. Kota Ibushi, Jay White, Tomo, Tomohiro Ishii, all those guys went out and just had great match after great match after great match, and then there there is Will Ospreay doing it just one step better and so yeah so i you know it's will and you know honestly i don't think it's you know it's it's a lot closer than i'm I'm probably thinking but um yeah just uh you know i i think i've gushed about will all year long and and so i just i 
you know, yeah, it's this, it's the safe, easy pick, and but it's gonna be the pick that you're gonna see from ninety percent, ninety five percent of all the wrestling publications out there. Um, all right. So yeah. Um, tag team of the year. This one is unfortunately easy because New Japan doesn't really like tag teams, so I just went with Gorillas of Destiny. And close second was Evil and Sonata, but mainly this year it's been Gorillas, unfortunately. But they've been kind of souring on tag team wrestling, it seems, since the Bucks left, in my opinion. But It's been longer than that, brother. It's been longer than that. Yeah. And that's sad because they have, they've had good tag teams, you know, so. Yep. All right, Adam, uh, give me your match of the year for New Japan. I'm sure you could probably guess, but I picked White versus NATO. Uh, you know, for for all the love I gave Jay White this year, you know, that are, you know, just talked about it just a few seconds ago. The only people that I'd Osprey and Takagi and the uh, best of the Super Junior twenty six final um, Osprey and Shingo just bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. So that was my New Japan match of the year. Um, just barely that above match was, the computer's just complete spot fest. That match was incredible five star however you want to rate it as well yeah uh i put it just above and this is why i say takagi had three matches in my top you know in my top 10 for new japan um uh g1 day 14 he and naito you know two lij members going at it and then again just a bonkers ass match um so yeah but um I, I, I'm surprised you picked a match where your dude lost. That, that was kind of surprising. Yeah, I know. But, hey, I got to speak the truth sometimes, man. All right. And let's close out our Wrestlers of the Year categories by heading over to NXT. Adam, who is your NXT Wrestler of the Year? Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Adam Cole. Like, right? Like, how do you disagree? Yeah, you can't, and that—that's my wrestler of the year as well. Um, Adam was—I don't want to say the only choice. Whether it's on TV or a takeover, it's usually incredible. <laughs> right. Yep. And um, I mean, I, I mean, what else there is to say? I, I don't think I have anything else above and to say above that. Um, just no. always a, a quality match. You know. Uh, you know he's. I, you know, it's it's funny at the beginning. You know, he comes out and the crowd joins in on you know on the boom. So you know, Adam's trying to be the cool heel, and then he gets in the match and he gets the crowd to boo him, and that's what you want them to do. And so, it's um, good easy just, heel heat, you know. Right, and it, and it's not. And again, he's not doing it cheaply. He's not getting cheap heat. He's doing it by his his actions and his words. Um, so yeah, Adam Cole, I, I I'm in agreement. Uh, My tag team of the year, Red Dragon. Ah, shit. Wrong promotion. I'm sorry. Fishing O'Reilly is my NXT tag team of the year. Um, I, you know, now that you say that, I probably should have done that. But I just, I just went off of, you know, they they weren't there the whole year. But who had the best matches? Who went undefeated? And that is the War Raiders. Um, every every yeah. single match. Every you know their their takeover matches, especially the one with um, Alistair and Ricochet that that got Alistair and Ricochet moved <laughs> because it was so good. Um, 
you know, like I say, they they went undefeated in NXT, and you know we, we we've gushed and gushed and gushed about the the War Raiders now Viking Raiders, um, just that that they're good and and I and I can't can't knock it. No, that's that's a good pick. I just I love Fish and O'Reilly. Just the just how easy they make it look, you know, and and they've had they had good battles with the War Raiders as well, and. I don't know. The one that stands out to me was the ladder match with uh, Street Profits and Fish and O'Reilly. And I think it was, oh, what's their name? The British guy, Danny. Help me out here. Uh, Danny Birch and O'Neill Orkin. Yeah, that's the match that stands out to me. Um, but you're probably right on that one. Didn't think on that too much, but because you're right, they're only there for what, six months? If that on TV yeah, not even yeah. I mean, it feels like they were they were caught up earlier in the year than I than I'm probably thinking of, um, you know. And and we'll get into that when we go into our decade um, discussion. You know, to me, you don't have to wrestle the full you know from 2010 to 2019. If if you're dominant for four years, five years, six years, I don't care. So if you're dominant for four or five months, I I don't care. You're, yeah. you're, if you're still dominant enough to be the best tag team of the year, I'm going to give you best tag team of the year. Yeah. And all right, let's close this out, Adam. Give me your NXT match of the year. Um, I combined it with UK for this one. I did uh, Tyler Bate versus Walter at Takeover Cardiff. If you haven't seen that match, go take an hour of your time and go out of your way and watch that. Those two just chop and punch and kick the holy hell out of each other for 45 minutes. All right, so <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead here. So I put like I you know I told you, you know, just make something up and do whatever you want to do. So I I actually did a category where I did favorite wrestler, favorite tag team, and favorite match. Mm-hmm. Walter versus Tyler Bate was absolutely my favorite match this year, and and I know when that match happened, I talked about how if you go over 30 minutes, you're in danger of losing me. And like I said, the fact that that match went 44 minutes. And I watched it three times within like four days, and I and I've watched it one more time since then. Um, yeah, I I, I I can't knock you there. I, I kind of stuck to our, you know our unwritten rule. Um, for me, the NXT match of the year was from Takeover New York when Gargano defeated Adam Cole in the two out of three falls match. There, um, it's hard. Just, to, it's hard to pass on that one. That one is really good too. But just Bate and Walter, just I don't know, man. It just blew me away and yeah no, when I, I think when we talked about that i'm like you're going to give me two guys beating the piss out of each other and i if i get to see tyler Bate throw walter around i'm going to be happy and they they gave me everything and more i wanted from that match so i i, I can't knock you um i think that was absolutely um that's not cheating it's under the nxt banner so i'm okay with that um, yeah and just, yep, I, I got no problem there. All right. So, uh, like I say, t- mentioned a few times. So I, I joked with Adam, you know, just make up something, don't care. Um, so quickly, I did, a, a, like I said, a favorite wrestler, a favorite tag team, and then a favorite match. And we just talked about the favorite match. Um, favorite tag team was the Lucha Brothers. And I think if you've listened to the show enough, you know that my favorite wrestler this year was Jay White. Um, you know, Adam talked about spot of the year a little bit earlier to me. I, you know, yes, that, 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 um, 
the the run off the ladder onto the table was bonkers, but um, I'm going to go to a match that you actually mentioned, and that was the ladder match for the X Division title when AC Romero, near the top of the ladder, goes out and just crashes to their table on the floor. You see a 400-pound man near the top of the ladder do that move. That, to me, was the spot of the year. Yeah. And it talked about moment of the year. You know, you, you'd mentioned moments. Of, you'd, you know, both of us have actually mentioned moments of the year. Um, to me, the, you know, if, you're, if you are doing a moment of the year, it, it's Kofi Kingston. Um, I, I, I don't think there's anything else that comes close to everyone being happy for somebody uh you know just across the board i i i didn't hear a negative about that match i didn't hear a negative about kofi kingston winning um so that was that i mean those were just a few things that i came up in my head adam did you come up with anything yeah and me because you know me i'm a crazy human being and i did a few more i did a bad motherfucker award that goes to my dude nick gage of course <laughs> I, of course. Have, I have the asshole of the year award that goes to Ricky Shane Page. If you haven't seen Ricky Shane Page in GCW, just go out of your way and check it out because the stuff he's doing there, it's it's fantastic. I have a Mr. Ohio award that goes to friend of the show, Aaron, fattest man alive, Williams. And yeah, that's what I did. Just kept it fun and simple. Hopefully, I can get a little shout out from Aaron for this. <laughs> and I think we both, I think we both can universally agree that the worst thing of the year was WWE Hell in a Cell. God, that or Crown Jewel, I guess, man. <laughs> yeah, you might be right on Hell in a Cell. Yeah. All right, and uh, gonna come close to wrapping this up. And you know, even though Adam I have only been at this six months, you know kind of got to do it because I think everyone else is doing it. You know, we want to do a, a wrestler of the decade, a tag team of the decade and a match of the decade. Um, I think Adam and I may probably agree on wrestler of the year, but Adam, who is your wrestler of the decade? I know you're going to be proud of me for saying this. It's Okada. Like it's not listen Like, and I've heard other people's opinions on this. Like they're right. Everyone I've listened to is correct. Like that dude, for the amount of time he's been doing it, it's it's him. Like that's all I can say. I had like uh, I had Kenny Omega written down. I had AJ Styles written down. I had Seth Rollins on paper. Like, but it all like we listened to on the way to Dayton. It all loops back to Okada and for how many matches he does a year and all the G ones and all that stuff. The dude kills it nearly ninety nine percent of the time. So. Yep. Um, I, obviously I'm going to agree with you. Um, just, and you've sold me on him more. The longer we've been <laughs> friends, the more you sell him on me. So yeah, he is now a, a five time IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, the Tokyo sports award, you know, Tokyo sports, you know, treats, you know, the wrestling business as a sport still. And he's won their MVP three times, two time winner of the G one, two time winner of the new Japan cup. Countless match of the year accolades, just, you know, yeah, I mean, it didn't really start until 2012 for him when he won that G1. Um, but, uh, you know, what I talked about earlier, if, if you're hot for eight out of 10 years, I 
I'm not going to use semantics that you, you know, in 2010 and 2011, you were being poorly used in impact wrestling or TNA wrestling at that point. I, I, I don't care when you, when you're as good as Kazuchika Okada is, uh, if you're, if you're that damn good for eight years, you're, you're the wrestler of the decade. Um, Adam, give me your uh, tag team of the decade. I struggled with this. I had a lot of teams, but honestly, it's just, I don't care how long they've been together. They've been together for a long time now, and I still think it's Red Dragon slash Undisputed Era. I still think it's Fish and O'Reilly. The stuff they did in Ring of Honor as Red Dragon, and they've been together for what now? Seven years, give or take some stuff. Yeah. And besides the injuries, like, there's not a better more fluent tag team out there. Maybe besides that, the Young Bucks written down, and I had a couple other smaller teams written down, but it, to me, it's Fish and O'Reilly. Uh, I actually went Young Bucks here. Oh, um, I'm, I'm surprised by that for some reason uh, with you. I'll, but... I'll admit that I, I'm, you know, I was, uh, I don't I, I will say late to the party on the Young Bucks. Um, you know, but what, you know, it's one of those ones, once the light bulb went over my head and once I got it and I just, I really started to pay attention to them. It, it you know, they're, they can work any kind of match. You want a spot fest? They can work a spot fest. You want a wrestling match? They can work a wrestling match. You want a brawl? They can work a brawl. Um, and yeah, it's kind of been, you know, uh, more of a recent thing. And you know, I'd say 2015, 2016 is when it really got white hot for them. Um, but, you know, if you go back and watch some of their earlier stuff from PWG, uh, like, like I did, it's just, it, they're, they're just, they are that damn good. You know, they, they you yeah. Know, yeah, they talk about it in promos that, you know, they think they are the best tag team on the planet. And uh, I mean, right now, I mean, yeah, they didn't win my AEW tag team of the year, but it's just because. I just thought the Lucha Brothers were just a step better. Uh, but the Bucks, on a longer period of time, the Bucks have been doing it better. Right. Long, and, you know, and since we're going, yeah, since we're going decade, um, I, I went with the Young Bucks. Yeah. And um, not a bad pick either way. I just, I'm. Yeah, no, I, I can't, I'm I can't knock Red Dragon. Red, Red Dragon is definitely, definitely, definitely up there. Um, you know, all their stuff in Ring of Honor, all their stuff in New Japan. All their stuff on the independent scene, and then, you know, of course, in NXT. Um, yeah, just a, a fantastic tag team. Um, you know, the, uh, to me, the only one that was I, I had on my radar, obviously, Lucha Brothers, but they haven't been doing it very long. You know, as long as the others. Um, yeah. I, I, if you know, if they had not for injuries, um, Motor City Machine Guns was in my yeah. head. And just, it was in my head and I just, I, I don't know. I got <laughs> sad is not the right word, but I just got bummed out that, you know, those guys didn't get a bigger break and just couldn't stay healthy when they did get that break. And it's, you know, I, I think, you know, the wrestling geeks like us will appreciate Motor City Machine Guns. Um, but it's just, man, you know, I just, I wish they would have had a chance to, to do something on a bigger stage. For sure. And- their stuff in Ring of Honor and Impact is uh, incredible stuff. So, yep. It's a bummer, especially about Chris Saban. That dude's one hell of a hand, and he just couldn't stay healthy, unfortunately. Nope. And Adam, give me your match of the decade. 
I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh, God. Oh, John Cena versus CM Punk. That's all I'm... You, we all know the story with that match, and that's some I'm... of Punk's finest work. And, you know, I've been so critical of John Cena, but that match, that story, you can't beat it. And I'll watch. That's my favorite John Cena match. I can't believe I said that on the air. But those two together, yes. it was money. So if yeah, I mean if we were to do by company, that's that's absolutely my WWE match of the decade. Um, but for me, you know, I you know I, I had to go with the the match that broke the Meltzer scale, um, Dominion from six um, nine in Osaka, Joe Hall, no time limit, two out of three fall match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship as Kenny Omega defeated Kazuchika Okada. Um, there's there's just I mean everything you're not that, wrong you're definitely not wrong you know i just this is i went with the story of punk and cena you know like is punk gonna leave with the belt and all that it was good story for a guy who didn't sign a contract yet so yes uh, i i i can't knock that because like i say if, if we broke it out by company that's absolutely my wwe match of the decade and yeah. you know I, I think it's become apparent on this podcast we are both huge cm punk fans um, I appreciate John Cena just a tick more than you. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I, I can't knock that at all. I, I think that's an outstanding pick. Um, but your pick yeah. too, like that, if you want a pure wrestling standpoint, I, you, I could watch Kenny Omega versus Okada all day, every day. Just that trilogy of matches alone is incredible. So. And even with that one being six, nearly 65 minutes, like I, yeah. I, I can still watch it and, uh, you know, it's like it's like the Walter Bate match that, you know, it it, it made 65 minutes go by real quick. And if, if yeah. you know, if you watch it with Japanese commentary and, you know, since you don't speak Japanese, you know, you don't get hung up on the on the time and you just you, you know, you get transfixed onto the match itself. And, you know, it, it's it's one that took Kenny Omega from star to mega star. And yeah, and I mean, there's just everything about that match is just is is just great, for sure. All right, so I think that's gonna do it. Unless you got anything else? Nope, that's all I got this year. HD. It's been a big year for wrestling, for sure. A busy year for wrestling. Yeah, busy decade for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go cliche here for just a minute. Um, but just, uh, you know, whether we have one listener or a thousand listeners or 10,000 listeners, it doesn't matter. If, if, if you've sat down to listen to our show, thank you. Um, thanks to Adam for, for talking me into doing this. Um, you know, I sit back and just think back and like, you know, yeah, it was fun to talk to Dave Christ. And, but then you're like, holy shit, you know, we talked to Jimmy Jacobs this year. Like, I, I, I still, you know, Months later, I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that you know, you got an hour with that guy, <laughs> like, and right, he, like he gave two dopes like us an hour of his time, and and I know, and I talk about it, you know, on that podcast, and Jimmy talks about it on his podcast all the time, you know, grateful. Like I, I, I wish we would have saw him when Impact was here in Dayton, so I could have just you know said it to him in person, um, but just it was, like it's still surreal to me at some points that you know, we talked to that guy and. 
and he was just so giving with his time. And of course, you know, you know I'm good. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Like, I'm grateful. Like, this is what me and HD talk about outside of the recording button. We've been talking for a couple of years about wrestling, and I bugged him for how long to do a podcast, and now it's in fruition. And I'm just kind of grateful for like the local guys we've talked to. Aaron Williams is a hell of a guest. Lord Crew, Crash, Benjamin Boone. I'm almost grateful for everybody. You know, yep. and you, you took that right away from me, Adam, and that's all right. Um, again, those guys just, you know, all those guys, you know, we forget sometimes that, that they're guys and, you know, yeah. <laughs> they work, you know, and, you know, I'm going to use the word that they all used off air. They work shoot jobs and yep. then they go wrestle when they can. And I, I, again, I, I'm, I'm just floored by the fact that all those guys, you know, you know, give two dopes like us just a chance to talk to them and, and kind of learn more about them. And, you know, I, you know, I, I half jokingly, you know, say that they're, you know, friends of the show, but they are like, they, they continue to interact with us. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm just blown away with that. You know, if you had asked me that, you know, at the beginning of the year, like, Oh, Hey, you know, you're going to be, you know, on really good terms with, you know, a few wrestlers and, and, you're going to go to a bunch of indie shows and you're going to rediscover a love of wrestling by watching more independent wrestling than mainstream wrestling. I would have kind of chuckled at you, but, um, but we do, honestly, we do. Right. I and I do going to move to Dayton one day. And, hey, you never <laughs> <know>. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, you know, I'll talk about it and I'll keep talking about it and I'll keep talking about it, but at any wrestling.com, um, IWTV.live, you know, nine bucks a month, use the code on sanction, get like 20 days free. Um, and it, it's just, it, it's so worth it. There is, there's so much good wrestling out there and it, it's just like, it's not hard to find, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it's not hand delivered to you on USA network or TNT, like, um, you know, WWE and AEW is able to do. Um, but with just a little bit of effort, you're going to find yourself being way 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 happier than than you are if you just stick to wwe uh, hd i just want to thank you by the way man i'm always gonna thank you grateful for you i know uh, that, that that's and i was i was getting ready to end on that um you know thanks to adam for continuing to push and poke me to do this um you know uh, you know i i'll use the term friends of the show but you know our, our buddy brad you know thanks to brad for listening you know Monty, Mace, my buddy, my buddies, thanks for listening and, and, and you know, talking about it to your buddies. Um, just some, of this... the, uh, some of the prisoners at my sister's work. Thank you. Cell <laughs> <laughs> block six or cell block four, yeah. whatever one it was. Yeah. Um, I forget what cell block. I'll have to reach out to her and ask her, but I appreciate yeah. all of you. <laughs> thanks for tolerating us and, you know, keep on keeping on. Yeah, and I think that'll do it. Um, Adam and I are going to take, obviously, next week off because neither of us wants to get divorced and be single. Um, so we'll be back after the new year, probably around the first or second. Uh, you know, uh, keep, you know, stick tuned to our uh, 3MB podcast on Twitter or our 3MB pod on Instagram. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on there and when we're going to hit record again. Uh, probably be, like I say, around the first or second of so the new year. But um, as always, thanks for listening, and we will see you soon.